One of the principles always in our Sunday scripture readings is that uh, always the Old Testament reading is closely linked to the gospel reading in a very particular kind of way. In the first reading today from the book of Deuteronomy, Moses is about to take leave of his people, having led them all the way through the desert. But as we know, he's not able to go with them into the promised land. So he's looking ahead to the future. And he states that God will send a prophet from the line of Israelites who will be even greater than Moses. We heard there, a prophet like me will the Lord your God raise up. Who's this prophet going to be? And of course, this passage is referring to the person of Jesus and is fulfilled in the very gospel reading that we have today, which is from the very beginning of the gospel of Mark that we are still reading right now. In Jesus' time, all those who taught, taught in a synagogue, all the scribes, the scribes were always taught by another scribe. And this always went back, they would lead, go all the way back to the time of Moses. They would trace their lineage back to Moses. And of course, Moses got his teaching from God, who was the ultimate authority. But Jesus did not get his teaching from the scribes. That's not where he claimed to get his, his learning from. It says today in the gospel, he taught with authority. He did not have to go somewhere else. He already had it. This is very similar to when Jesus was teaching when he was on the Sermon on the Mount, the very beginning of the gospel of St. Matthew, where Jesus says, you have heard it said in the Torah, but I say to you, so here again, he is the highest authority. Who could possibly claim to have an authority greater than the Torah? Except the prophet who was greater than Moses. Now, we can only begin to imagine how shocking all of this would have been to a first century Jew who was gathered uh, to listen to Jesus, whether they were in the synagogue or whether they were on a hillside, raising all kinds of questions. But Jesus is clearly today establishing his identity. Now, in light of this, what next happens in the synagogue is really fascinating. Because here in the synagogue, a man with an unclean spirit identifies himself. How strange that we have these dark powers, so to speak, that find their places in our places of prayer and worship. How shocking that is. Sometimes happens, of course, in our own times as well. When it happens, we're shocked and we're scandalized. But it does happen. We know that. And he cries out, What have you come to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? And here we note 
the singular evil spirit, speaking in the plural. What's that all about? Of course, it's the very essence of the devil. The devil comes from that word diabolus. The devil, diabolus, means to divide or to tear apart. The devil is always splintering, dividing things up. You always know you're in the presence of evil when good is being torn apart. You know that. You know sometimes when, you're, when things are good, but all of a sudden everything's getting torn up and torn apart. The presence of evil. What does God do? Always the opposite. God unites and brings together. That's what happens when we come together here on, on Sunday morning. Look, all these hundreds of people who are here this morning, many though we are, we are one. That's what the body of Christ does. We become, we become one, many though, many though we are. God is always uniting, uniting his people, bringing us together. Last week in the gospel, when Jesus spoke, he says, the kingdom of God is at hand. That's what his essence of his kingdom is, uniting his people. And that's what we're called to do when we go forth from here, is to continue to bring about his kingdom. Very interesting, the devil recognizes this. He says, I know who you are, holy one of God. In our own lives, sometimes we resist. We resist this God, knows who this is. Think about it. The diabolic oftentimes clearly recognizes the power and authority of Jesus. And Jesus comes to deal with this at all levels when he was here on this earth. He did not shrink from it. We're at the very beginning now of the Gospel of St. Mark, and we're going to be hearing about this all year. We know that he encountered sin in individuals, and he forgave sin over and over in individuals. He also encountered sin um, in, you might say, the institutional places that it was around, the Pharisees and, and, and all those kinds of places. And today we, he even meets it at an even deeper level where all of this originates in, in darkness, powers and principalities. Paul talked about doing battle with flesh and blood, but also, too, with powers and principalities. And that's what we're getting at in the gospel today. So Jesus deals with evil everywhere, individually, collectively, and at this deep spiritual level with the darkness of our powers. And so there are many places in Mark's gospel where Jesus is performing exorcisms. He alone has the power over, these, over this evil. So it's an extremely powerful gospel that we have today where the evil spirit comes out of the man. It says the unclean spirit convulsed the man and came out of him with a, a loud cry. If we've ever dealt with evil on any level, 
We know that it does not come out of a person or does not come out of us without some kind of a, a struggle. We don't just say in our lives, oh, I've got to just make some adjustments right now and everything is going to be all right. No, 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 it doesn't happen that way. Talk with anybody who has wrestled with any addictions in their lives or attachments. If you're filled with cruelty or hate, you know the struggle that it is. Darkness comes out of us with that same convulsive cry that we hear in the gospel today. And here we experience the power of Jesus unleashed. Beautiful. It's a beautiful gospel. And we hear today, all were amazed. It's not business as usual. What is this they ask? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. What comes home today is the power and the effectiveness of God's word. God's word does not just give us new information about God. It creates change. It really does. In a few moments, the bread and wine is going to become the body and blood of Christ. But it can also create tremendous change in our lives. It can also overcome the horrors of evil as well. Let's not underestimate this. This is very, very real in the world, and it can be very real in our lives as well. There's a tendency to kind of like just dismiss this today, or I don't want to talk about this, to deny it. But the fact is that we have the power of God that can overwhelm this and overcome it and destroy it. That's at, that's at our hand, that is present with us. That's what we hear in the gospel today. So we don't have to be afraid of it. We don't have to be afraid of it because we have the power of God with us. And that's very real. And that's what we hear in the gospel today. Is evil present? Is evil real? Yes. But we also have God's power to deal with it. Nothing like this has ever happened in the history of humanity. We have a greater than Moses presented to us today. For us today, the call is to hear this voice, to be open to it, and to surrender ourselves and our lives to its power. Trust me, only God's power is up to meeting and overcoming this evil. Wherever we have it in our lives, experience it, or is present in our world today.